Welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast. So we have reached the end of 2022. And whilst I did have an idea to do an episode uh, during the sort of post-Christmas, pre-New Year period, I think it's time to take my own advice and um, rest and reflect and just generally do what is actually quite intuitive for this season, which is just to sort of, in winter, to just wind down a little bit. And I know in this world that we live in, that can sound a bit lazy, but it's really not. It's actually quite practical um, to be able to sort of take stock and really just evaluate the year and also what you want to get next year because I find calendars are useful for just giving you some sort of overall idea of how you can mark things but as I've said in previous podcasts I don't believe a new year has to be the only time that you make changes and it's not the only catalyst so this episode which is going to be the last one of season six um I added a few more episodes this season just because I thought that there was just so much to discuss and building on last week's episode on knowing your worth, I wanted to sort of do something that is, yes, slightly New Year focused, but just something that I feel is evergreen. And that means that it applies all year round, all time around. So I hope that you can revisit this whenever you feel that you need a reminder of how to remove a scarcity mindset. So you might be like, this is not the jolly, jolly topic for um, the end of the year, but actually it's quite useful to understand exactly how you are operating and exactly what um, your priorities are in any area of your life, but also what your beliefs are, what your perspective is, because we are all ruled by our beliefs. We are all ruled by our perspectives. So psychologists say that 95% of our behavior is from the subconscious mind. So it's from the mind and from the aspect of you that is below the surface. So all the things and behaviors and responses and beliefs that were formed when you were one till seven, and obviously when you're one till seven, you don't have the breadth of emotional dexterity, of context, of understanding that people in situations are outside of your control and that people do things because they're upset with themselves or their own situations and that it's not personal. And so we tend to follow that kind of um, that kind of sort of thinking, and we tend to follow that paradigm where we don't really understand, and we don't take the time to delve deep and go, well, why did I react like this? Why do I perceive this? What is the story that I'm telling myself about X, Y, and Z? And the reason why this is important, particularly at this time of year, is because. I really would encourage you, as I always say, to to sort of do a quarterly evaluation because we talk about that in terms of business, but why is it so much more important to do that for business than for your own life, your own time that you'll never get back, the fact that you can make decisions about at least the personal aspects of your life, but actually you can make choices about a lot in your life. And so this is really about identifying, you know, 
what impact the scarcity mindset has and also um, why it's important to get rid of that because it is something that you can unlearn. And so to begin with, the scarcity mindset is something that we're all programmed with. We fear that there's a lack of resources, it's them versus us. It's an issue of, well, if only I had this, um, you know, why does somebody else get this opportunity? Um, the media is pretty good, at least in the Western world where I live, at sort of picking people groups or individuals or the things that certain individuals may, may represent to sort of incite jealousy or hatred or um, a sense of inadequacy. Um, a lot of people think that certain industries are created so that they keep you feeling inadequate so you'll keep going back. And I think that uh, whilst, yes, especially now in the age of social media, there's even more room for comparison, which I really thoroughly believe is the thief of joy, I think it's important to address the fact that it is a fact of life. We're all programmed with that scarcity mindset. There's only so many opportunities, there's only so many jobs, or there's only so many people to date, or there's only so many, you know, so much time I have to do this, that, and the other. But actually, that's that's literally not true because whatever you believe to be true for you is what will be taking place in your life. So if you believe something is not available for you, if you don't believe an opportunity is for you, if you don't believe a person is for you, then that's what you will experience because your behavior will then align to that. But if you don't identify what that underlying scarcity mindset is, then you will continue with a pattern of behavior or a um, pattern of situations in your life or a feeling of stuckness. You know, a lot of people can sometimes say that, you know, we're stuck. And yes, we've had, you know, what I tend to call the panoramic over the last couple of years. But I think in most cases, a lot of countries are sort of trying to find some semblance of um, normality, whatever that means. And so whilst that would have been very, very real during the panoramic, I think now having had the opportunity to slow down, to stop, it's important to understand why do we have this scarcity mindset? Because I have my own theories as to why it's perpetuated because it keeps people desperate. It keeps people worried and fearful and anxious. And if you are all of those things, you can't think clearly and you can't think for yourself. You can't sort of um, have a sense of um, autonomous thinking and a sense of thinking, actually, let me question all of these um, constructs and realize that actually the facts are that in this world, if we're talking about resources, there's definitely more than enough resources to go around. They're just unevenly distributed. And the, the people in charge of distribution um, obviously will cater to their own interests because that's just human nature. Um, at the end of the day, a lot of people want to survive. So in that sense, we're not criticizing anybody here. We're just pointing out that this is a paradigm of thinking. This is a way of perceiving the world that is very, very common. And so if you're listening to this thinking, you know, <laughs> been there, done that, listen, we've all worn, worn the t-shirt. So it's all about unlearning. As I always say, this podcast and this community is about progress, not perfection. 
So every bit of progress, everything that we identify, it's not meant to make you sort of sort of start the negative self-talk or start to sort of reevaluate or be hyper hyper vigilant. It's just hopefully drawing you to be more intentional and present in your own life so that you can dismantle some of these um, beliefs. So my first point in getting rid of a scarcity mindset is identifying the areas and that you have a scarcity mindset because sometimes you can dream big and you can really actually take big action in some areas of your life and then sometimes in other areas it's not so prevalent for you. And so it's important to ask yourself, what are the areas of my life where I feel I have a high optimism, high faith? What is the cause of that? Why is it that I have great self-belief in that and versus these other areas? And then look at the core beliefs because sometimes we look at the symptoms like procrastination or you know blaming other people, all things like that. Those are symptoms, they're not the root. So you have to ask yourself, who told me that this opportunity isn't for me? Who told me that this is how I am? Question whatever you've been told, your, your own beliefs, your own thoughts, so that you can work out whether they're healthy and helpful or whether they are detrimental to you. Because this is the key to making real, tangible change. It's very easy to look at the surface. It's very easy to say, you know, in the new year, let's take fitness for example. I love fitness, I love keeping fit, I'm all about health. But it's a little bit of a gimmick at the start of the year. And so while it's important to have, a, you know, what I call all the gear and no idea, you know, you can buy all the Fitbit, Whoops, all these things. And by the way, I'm not criticizing if you have like an Apple Watch or Fitbit or anything like that. They are very useful. But what I'm saying is that the root is the commitment. The root limiting belief that you are worth having good health, that's what will get you through. For example, right now, when you don't feel like going for a run because it's freezing, that's what will get you through. If you have a scarcity mindset and think, well, I can't, there's not enough, you know, um, opportunities or space for me at the gym or this, that and the other. If you have a mindset, then your actions are going to follow and you're going to stay in the same place. But if you choose to say, I'm going to take some action because what is the worst that could happen? I think that's a great question to ask yourself because it means that you're not taking senseless risks or you're not taking senseless action, but you're taking action where you go, actually, let me look at what is the worst that could happen? What is, you know, what's the worst that could happen? You can get told a no if you go for an opportunity. You could you know, be referred to somebody else if it's something to do with your expertise. You could, you know, find yourself that you might actually get a better opportunity next time if you keep that positive attitude knowing that the best is ahead of you. You know, I I always have started thinking, particularly this year, is that this isn't the best that I will ever live. There is better. And so when you have that belief, then you will progress. You will definitely see your life change because you have changed that belief. But And what's the worst that could happen from that? The worst that could happen is that your, your well-being internally improves, which I feel is the greatest sort of luxury and wealth. The best wealth that you can have is like your inner peace of mind, which is why I do focus a lot of our episodes on mindset and getting yourself prepped and ready and getting yourself 
inner standard where you are ready for life rather than life kind of, you know, basically having you on a merry-go-round. So identify the areas, you know, the areas that you feel highly, not only just highly confident in, but you take action in those areas and then the areas that you don't. And then what are the root causes and beliefs? What are the, you know, trigger points? What are the things that happened that made you feel like this is, I've made up my mind when actually we're always growing. So you can always change your mind. And that leads me on to point number two, which is identify your progress and wins. So yes, this may be a bit more of a new year, <laughs> new me kind of uh, point, but you have to identify your progress and your wins because that also helps you to remember the things that your brain, which is always trying to keep you safe, therefore looks for the negative. Your brain tends to forget the good things that happen. Your brain tends to skirt over the progress that you've made. Your, your brain tends to not notice that the small steps that you've been taking, for example, if you have been working on your emotional regulation this year, you know, maybe you're faced with a different situation. Even your perspective about how you respond will change. So maybe your brain hasn't even gotten you to a point where you recognize that. But this is why it's important to sort of sit down or stand up, if that's what you prefer, and think and evaluate and look at where have you made progress? What are the big wins that are internal as well as external? It can be very easy to judge yourself by external wins, by material things. Um, and that's not to say that those things are bad. It's just to say that, as I always say, real wealth is a sense of purpose and mission and one where you're using your gifts um, or your skills to make an impact. And so it's important that you have a sense of what am I doing well at? Because I can guarantee you in life, there will always be someone ready to naysay you, whether it's online or in person. You know, some people, especially those who are unhappy with themselves, will be quick, quick <laughs> to sort of allude to the more negative aspects of life. But I think it's really important to find yourself in a place mentally where you are evolving, evaluating every day what you are grateful for and what you have made progress in. Be your own cheerleader. Be your own sort of number one fan. And other people will treat you that like that accordingly because you don't even have to say it. It will be in your energy. It'll be in the fact that you don't entertain negative thoughts. It'll be in the fact that you don't sort of get despondent if you, you know, feel like an opportunity is slipping away from you no you just think well actually it might come round again so you're not you're not sort of falling into the pessimistic trap because that is very detrimental it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you end up where you feel or where you think or where you focus on so always identify your progress and wins and obviously as i said a new calendar year can be an opportunity that you can use to do that but it doesn't have to be i would always say you know, practice gratitude every day. If you write, write that, say it, say them out loud, maybe three things at the end of the day that you're grateful for, um, that can include the progress that you've made. So don't sell yourself short, especially to yourself. And that leads me on to my third point, identify your why and align that with your goals to keep you motivated. Because if you have a scarcity mindset, your brain will operate in a sense of confirmation bias, which means that 
you will look for things and situations and people that confirm your scarce belief. So it doesn't mean that that's necessarily there, but you'll seek it out and you'll give that more attention and more focus. But when you identify your why, you understand that you're not going to be on the emotional roller coaster of sort of going on and keeping on and, you know, just doing all manner of um, things to always try to... Um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Oh, a first for the podcast. There you go. <laughs> it's, not, it's not, I'm not perfect. But if you keep hold of your why, it means that when you see circumstances that you feel aren't favorable, then you are going to be more hopeful. You're going to be more tenacious. You're going to be more, also not just tenacious, but you're going to relax a little bit more because you'll know why you set yourself that goal. So you'll be able to go, okay, this is part of the process. I'm not the first person to go through something like this. Even if you think you are. There's a phrase that says nothing is new under the sun. And yes, whilst I do believe that there are many things that can be new under the sun, generally the human experience is not too dissimilar. It's just the context in which that it takes place in. But our sense for significant um, is really important and so having a sense of why is crucial to your well-being i would argue your spiritual well-being your emotional well-being your psychological well-being because when you see external circumstances that are attempting to feed into that scarcity mindset that are attempting to pull you back then you can look internally and go, okay, I don't need to be a roller coaster internally because I know what's for me is for me. But I also know that I'm willing to wait this out, this too shall pass, so that I'm not reactive. I'm responding and I'm seeing and I'm observing and I'm taking action from a place of strength, from a place of hope, from a place of just a focused excitement about the future but not allowing things to define you especially if you feel that they're not working in your favor because we will all experience we will all experience should i say to some extent difficulties they just differ in the type of difficulties the severity but that's part of the human experience but i always say that suffering is also optional So whilst we may all share in that, the suffering that you do is actually a part of your mindset. So getting rid of a scarcity mindset will help you reduce the suffering by having a clear cut goal. What is your why? Why do you want to achieve X, for example, in the new year, or even to meet a goal by the end of the year? Why do you want to travel somewhere or start a new business or do, you know, all of these things, ask yourself, what is my why because when you see that the things that try to feed you a scarcity mindset will pale in comparison to having a really solid why and my last point is simply change your mind yes yes we have this amazing thing called neuroplasticity which allows us to change our mind it allows us to really decide that I don't need to think this thought anymore 
I don't need to have this belief anymore. I don't need to go down this train of thought anymore. I don't need to entertain this. How amazing is that? That we get to change our minds, that we get to do something different too. We get to decide to be different. That's really the root cause of changing your mind because when you show up differently for life, I really believe that life will follow suit. You have to decide, are you worth it? Uh, Check out the last episode. But also, when you know your why, when you've identified the root beliefs, when you've celebrated your wins, you can be like, actually, this is, things are much better than I may realize, or there's so much more that is on my mind, on my heart to do, than I realized before. Because you're focusing on changing your mind or not telling yourself the story that other people have told you. Maybe you grew up with them. Maybe they're in your friendship circle, which you maybe haven't changed all your life. Maybe they're doing different things like that don't align with who you are. Or maybe you have done something out of osmosis, out of the observation, rather than thinking, what makes me happy? You know, and I always talk about that book, The five, Top Five Regrets of the Dying. And it's not to sound morbid, guys, but it's actually to say, you really don't want to end up having those regrets where you think, I wish I could have done this. I wish I could have started that project. I wish I would have said hello. I wish I would have, um, you know, overcome a sense of uh, urgency, a false sense of urgency. I wish I would have not procrastinated or I wish I would have made the most of my time. So you don't, we don't want to live in the realm of shoulda, woulda, coulda, because that's common, that's average, but we are above average. And so I encourage you to change your mind, change your beliefs, and it's okay. You know, we are not static as human beings. We're made for growth. We're made for increasing maturity. We're made for increasing wisdom. But it's really up to you whether you want to take that up. It's up to each of us to do that. So at the end of this year, or if you're listening to this at a different time of year, I really want to encourage you to reflect on what are the areas where you have a sense of scarcity? Is it within yourself? Maybe you think, oh, I'm not enough. What a lie that is. You know, if you knew the likelihood of you being here, and there's a popular statistic that says it's one in 400 million, but actually scientists have now found that it's even higher than that. So you are literally a walking miracle. I don't say that to sort of make your head bigger, but I say that because we we often get so much of the opposite messaging. We're often encouraged under false humility to speak less of ourselves and to not think of ourselves um, in a positive light. But I would encourage you to change your mind, break that paradigm and break that scarcity, whether it's external or internal, because you have so much opportunity to live a great life not just so that it looks good on the gram not just so you can flex for other people but a life that feels good a life that does good so i hope that helped you 
thank you so much as ever for listening thank you so much for your support throughout season six i will be back with season seven or maybe i will start a new numbers should i start the num should i number the episodes i don't know but i'll be back with a new season in the new year I thoroughly enjoyed this podcast. This is, as I always say, as much for me (laughs) as it is for you to remind myself. And so I hope you've really taken what you can from this and that it encourages you as you reflect and rest in this festive period. Thanks so much for listening. Share with those in your world. And I'll see you on the next episode and on the next season. Merry Christmas, guys.